0: This is the Ninety Nine Black Podcast. These mosh can be extremely dangerous with kicking, punching, and other
1: acts of violence. Welcome to the show, guys. My name is Wes. I'm here with Connor, and I want to start right off mentioning we have merch. Pew, pew, pew. We're very excited to have launched. A beautiful merch line.
0: Yeah, by the help of a lot of people.
1: Yes, actually, shout out to Hayden Carter. Shout out to uh, Mackenzie Stork who helped with some of our logo redesigning. Uh, big props to them. Um, and uh, our new Spread Shop. It's called myspreadshop dot com slash ninety nine dash black dash. <laughs> yeah. See, <laughs> if you want to know how to find it easily, just go to our Instagram. Yeah and check on our link in bio which is also where you can find our episodes if you're just scrolling on social media. So, you will look so fly. That's what people are still saying. Honestly,
0: that like I I know I'm biased cuz it's like our thing, but like it this company is pretty like high quality.
1: Yeah. So, I'm wearing it. I'm wearing one of our hoodies right now. Unfortunately, I didn't get the memo. Um no. <laughs> but but I just wanted to wear something because usually I have on a work shirt after. Yeah,
0: but even like work. they have uh, baseball tees, long sleeves, short sleeves. We I mean, even have something.
1: We have something for your dog, which is a bandana. Yeah. And we have something for your wife, an apron. <laughs> <laughs> or your husband if he's the cook. In my house, I'm not the cook. Yeah. But just kidding by that. We do have not just black shirts, but mm-hmm. even though the black is very nice, my yeah. children were modeling. Um. For some social media post, I put a little smiley emoji over their faces. (laughs) Uh, I'm not about, like, putting the kids on the Well, it's a law. It's
0: becoming a thing. It's a law now. What? Dude, like, I think it's, like, in Iowa or something like that. Like, they passed the law because, like, all these video bloggers um, were, like, kind of not, like, exploiting kids in, like, a, you know, like, a perverted way or anything like that. It's just, like, like, hey, your kid, you had a baby and, like your videos took off as soon as you started posting your kid in with like, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like van life or whatever. And so they've come together and said like, we need to have rights for these kids because like, you know, why would you, your seems like it's kind of a a profiting scheme, um, sort of Mm -hmm. thing like that. So like, it's crazy I'm
1: just personally, I try to avoid, uh, putting my kids on social media, like their pictures out there, unless it's, Stuff that my family's going to see, like my yeah. personal page. Like, I'm sorry, if if you've ever listened to our podcast and then you sent me a friend request, I declined it. Mm. Um, That's just because I only let people that know my family see pictures of my kids. Yeah. And I feel like that's, I'm respecting them with something that they've, they're, they don't know that they're going to experience yet, where this whole generation of, like, their entire life is on the internet. Yeah. Um, Where... You know, back in my day, yeah. it was very different.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I, mean, I was yeah.
1: on Net Zero getting my 10 hours of free internet.
0: That's so funny.
1: WB Mac Daddy 4 So at, old. At AOL.com or whatever. But I guess
0: enough about us.
1: Enough about us. And we are finally, you know, we had a couple weeks where we were um, doing something different. Yeah. Uh, the episode with Chuck Spears actually released today, so we're... About a week or so ahead of schedule here. And um, I just went back and listened to it this morning, getting lots of feedback. Uh, So after you're done listening to this episode, if you haven't listened to the interview called Generosity and Grief with Chuck Spears, Um, amazing testimony of God's goodness through incredible trial. Yeah, Um, sorrow, just pain. Really hard stuff. Such a godly man. Yeah, love Chuck. And then uh, our episode from last week is what you've been learning where we kind of talked about some things we've been learning. I said, hey, we'll get to finishing the Sermon on the Mount. And we're finally finishing this series that we've been in for several weeks before we start something new. So I'll go ahead and give a plug of what we're going to be doing uh, in the coming episodes, especially through the next year. For anybody that's wondering, we have a plan for 2024. Yep. Uh, Our schedule, our, our, what do you call it? Publishing schedule is going to change a little bit. We'll go bi-weekly next year, except for some whenever we are able to throw in extra episodes. But our goal for next year is to do 24 episodes in 2024 with the top 24 questions that Christians need answered.
0: Yeah, and this is kind of where we're recruiting you to kind of get your help on this because, um, you know, what better people to listen, you know, get advice from or yeah. ask questions than our audience that we talk to, uh, through this,
1: yeah. So if you're like, there's a question I've had, yeah, or there's a question someone asked me, and I needed a, I needed to articulate it a little bit better, yeah, or I needed help articulating it. That's what we want to do over the next year, mm-hmm. where we answer some of the most asked questions that you've encountered. So please, uh, drop us an email. Um, you can answer us on Spotify it has like a Q and A section for each episode, and also Instagram is the fastest way to drop a question privately
0: message and just to clarify just to make sure that uh if anybody has any hesitation we're going to leave everybody anonymous yeah if you ask Um, a
1: question your name is uh, not going to be mentioned
0: and i think that that is the best just in case if someone's in a situation where um sometimes like you know you've been walking with christ for 20 plus years and you're like i have a very interesting question that I don't want to be like shamed for or whatever. And And
1: some people are just embarrassed to have a question, even though you shouldn't be embarrassed to have questions. That's one of the biggest things that kind of helps me in my faith is I, I ask myself or I ask other people questions or I go deep dive a question that, you know, you've been studying something for a while, but then you forget, you forget what you were studying like a year ago. Yeah. So somebody asks you like, what's your thoughts on when the Bible says this? It's like, ah, I've read and studied so many things. Since mm-hmm. then, and I haven't really retained it because, me personally, reading comprehension it takes multiple times over multiple years for me to really retain, uh, yeah. like what my stance is based off of something that I read. And so, if you have a question, we're not going to say who you are. Yeah, um, we all know-, know though you'll <laughs> it'll be our it'll be our secret shout out to you. So
0: yeah, we know God's word always going to stand true, yeah. and uh, we shouldn't be scared to ask questions. Twenty
1: four questions in twenty twenty four. Yes, sir. So looking forward to that. So make sure you drop those. Go ahead and start sending them now. And we're hoping to maybe do a few of those before we wrap up the year because we have a few more episodes left this year. Uh, man, it's hard to believe that 2023 is coming to an end uh, very shortly. We'll take about a month break, and then we will launch all of the beautiful, beautiful questions. <laughs> it's going to be huge. So we're in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 7, Finally, wrapping this bad boy up, bad yeah. boy of a sermon that Jesus has been giving. And um, in case you were f- forgot what this is all about, uh, we referenced in the past few episodes: do not judge, and then um, you know that you that you can because you're judging a tree by its fruit, and all of these different things. And so we're going to be talking a little bit today about the last portion of Matthew chapter seven. Um, we'll bounce around a little bit, but Connor, I know you've really kind (laughs) of done a deep dive into this and I want to see, um, if your discipleship (laughs) has my discipleship been successful. So, uh, what I'll let you get started on this last portion of Matthew seven.
0: Um, I think, I think it's very exciting. Uh, and I, I I am excited to talk about this, but I think you also kind of let me (laughs) take the last bit because it's pretty straightforward and easy. Um, so I'll just, or is it? Yeah, you know, you got to think. <laughs> so we'll dive in. Uh, we're at Matthew uh, chapter 7, verse 24, and it goes in the NLT like this. It says, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Through the, though the rain comes and torrents and floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rain and floods come, the winds beat against that house and it will collapse with a mighty crash. So pretty heavy, right? But also pretty straightforward. Um, So you remember what I'm licensed in? So I was actually about to do this. (laughs) Uh, Go ahead. So when I first read it, I literally thought about You know, you're a home inspector. You were a home inspector. Uh, I still 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 licensed, still licensed.
1: Shout out to myself, uh, (laughs) self-advertisement. If you're looking for, I mostly do pre-home inspections these days. So if you're looking for someone in the Columbia, South Carolina area to uh, inspect your home before you sell it, that is one of my specialties. Yeah.
0: So I remember clear as day because it happened like less than two years ago. We bought a house. Um, We sold our first home. We went to go buy a second home. Uh, just for the sake of we want to have as many kids as possible. And we want to fill up the house. And so um, we went from a, new, a slightly newer home to an older home. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I called you over and I'm like, hey, man, like we're going to go tour this house. Um, I don't really know anything about it. Cause like, can you come and look at it? Like, yeah, sure. So we get in and, you know, we're looking at it and we're evaluating the land, like how it's all laid out the craftsmanship, like the quality, Mm -hmm. like the bones of the house. Right. And I remember walking out on the back porch, um, and seeing this giant crack down this like concrete Mm -hmm. and then being like, is this the foundation? Right. And you're like, well, like it possibly could be, we don't really know. And like, um, it might just be over time, like it shifted and kind of just, you know, didn't, just like completely give out, but you know, it had a stress fracture, like you know, yeah. And the look on my face, you could probably, you know, paint it better. The same
1: than- look that everybody gets when I used to tell them, like, hey, you got some type of foundation, potential foundation damage, you need to get an expert. In yeah, there to it freaks it. you out,
0: and yeah. it's like because I knew that if I've got this house with a terrible foundation, it's costly, it's costly, It it's nothing but problems, and the house. even though the house looks beautiful on the outside it's and it's giant or whatever Mm -hmm. if that foundation is garbage that foundation is not solid there's it's a waste of time Mm -hmm. you know and you told me that you're like this foundation's bad like we walk away yeah it's better to part ways with it and even if i love the house that was it so it's like okay like wow like that's to put in retrospect i look at this and you so you know we read this and um, it's pretty straightforward. Like, obviously, we know Jesus is not a home inspector, even though that'd be kind of cool. Because Wes, you'd have more, <laughs> you have. More but kinda. his spirit
1: lives in me. Yeah, there it you gives go. Gives me home inspection ability. Yeah.
0: So we're we know that that Jesus is not focusing, um, on this like literal house, but he's portraying. He's 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 talking in a parable. He's portraying something to you, right? Home is where the heart is. Home is where the heart is. <laughs> but, um, so there was a couple little things that I just wanted to kind of lay out. So we obviously heard um that we see something about a storm, right? Um, so you know it says like if you listen to my word and you and you and you follow it, it is wise. Mm-hmm. And then this this is like building a house on solid foundation. And then we know that it's on a solid foundation because it can withstand the 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 the. Test of the storm.
1: Yeah, that's how we know. That's how we
0: know it, it it has a strong foundation. It has a strong foundation. That same same storm comes across, the house with a weak foundation, it can't withstand it. It says it ends in a mighty crash. Not yeah, just, I
1: think about those houses. I guess it's like California. Yeah. Where
0: they're they're really
1: near the cliffs of the ocean <laughs> and there's so many videos of these houses just completely falling off the cliff because <laughs> the foundation is a literal cliff.
0: <laughs> I literally watched, um, I was actually on my phone with my best friend, uh, Quentin. Shout out Quentin. I love you, bro. Um, and I was telling him about like, what I was watching and I'm watching these. And he said, literally, what a waste of time and resources. Mm-hmm. Million dollar homes falling in, into the ocean. Like, what yeah, an what a waste. idiot. What a waste, right? So, before, let's get into it. So, the storm. What do you think this storm is portraying?
1: I would say, like, Sin. Um, okay. trials, uh, any, uh, maybe like earthly, worldly desires, anything that's not of God or mm-hmm. m- maybe of God as a, you know, as an opportunity to, for God to see where your faith lies. Yeah.
0: I, I and so I, I would agree a hundred percent. I don't think that's, um, incorrect at all. I, I, definitely, like I think it could be any of those. Yeah. I leaned into that a lot because this is a parable. So we have to like use uh cognitive thinking and use God's word. Big word. Yeah. Hey, I'm, <laughs> hey, I'm getting it. Man. My vernacular is getting ridiculous. Vernacular. <laughs> <A> yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, um, yeah. Shout out to uh reading. Shout um, out to Webster's <laughs> Dictionary. <laughs> but so, I I, I kind of like that was always my understanding of this. Uh, for time and time again, I did a little bit more, and and so I kind of like looked up storm in the Bible through my Bible app, and we see in Jeremiah 23:19 it says. Look, the Lord's anger bursts out like a storm, a whirlwind that swirls down on the heads of the wicked. Right? So not only we see um, a solid foundation in, like, withstanding the deception and the wickedness of this world, but also being a follower of Christ, being saved through Christ, we are able to now, by his, by God's grace, you know, withstand His judgment because we've received Christ's gift, right? Mm-hmm. So that's one. That was one thing I kind of also looked at is like, in a physical world, as physical sense, I would say that yes, absolutely, if you follow Christ's world, uh, Christ's word, you are going to be able to withstand the world, mm-hmm. right? You because we know His Spirit is residing within us. And also, we know through his word that this isn't a surprise to God. God is sovereign. Like, we know God is, This nothing's a surprise to God, right? So when he says, like, if you follow this, like, you're on a solid foundation. Like, you'll be able to withstand this. In a physical sense, yeah, you'll be able to withstand the word. But then also, you will also, you're, you're passing judgment. Like, you are going to... Because you are on the foundation of Christ, mm-hmm. right That's how I would look at. it. What
1: I think about and you know, in regards to like our podcast theme, we're talking about being different than the culture. You're different from the culture by living for Christ because the yeah. culture is the antithesis of Christ and what it, you know, being a Christian. and to in order to be different and mm-hmm. separate, you know, that word holy, that means set apart. So mm-hmm. we're, we're talking about being black sheep. We're talking about essentially being holy. So to be holy, you have to uh, be set apart from the culture. And the, and that's that's like a storm. Mm-hmm. It, it is a storm against you yeah. when you are separate from what everybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. And you will have to endure. Um, and so that's what I, I kind of think about that as it regards to kind of like the theme of things that we
0: talk about. 100%. Well said. And so... That was kind of one thing I wanted to kind of like lay into, because like I said, with a parable, Jesus is telling us something. Um, and it's not, you know, he spoke in parables for a reason. Like, you know, he, he is the good shepherd. The sheep know his voice. Mm-hmm. Like, if you know Christ, like this is going to make sense. If If you don't know Christ, you're going to be like, what? Like, okay. Now, and thankfully, Jesus spoke in a, a very elementary style when it comes to this, but I think we should, we should peel it back a little bit and say like, this, this is kind of what the understanding of the storm is. Right. And then the house. And so what is a house? Like, you know, like, I mean, like I was kind of like trying to understand this and, um, I'm like, kind of like peeling back. And so like I was talking about with my buddy Quentin where, you know, he kind of shot out three things, time, time resources, work. Like he was like, what a waste. Like they spent probably years making this million dollar mansion. Mm -hmm. And then them idiots put it on the side of a cliff. Like what kind of thought process is that? And so I look at it and I think many of scholars would agree with this is that this house is your, like your life. Like Mm -hmm. this is something. So uh, your life is a free gift from God. Like you are brought into existence by the creator, right? And so you have this set amount of time by God on this earth, right? And if you hear God's Christ, you know, Jesus talking, God's word, and don't apply it, don't do anything, you are going to be like that guy that put all his time, resources, and work and, and put it on a, on the side of a cliff to be blown out by a storm immediately, right? Well, I think that there's a key word after it says that
1: it won't collapse because it's built on rock instead of sand. Yeah. Is that uh, in verse 26, it says, anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey is foolish. That's what the NLT says. So, like, yeah. the obedience is key. So, um you know, ob- so you mentioned work, and I— and I don't want to like sidetrack you, but like the work isn't salvific work. Like yeah, we can't earn our salvation. Th- it's not it. work that oh you did such and such for um for your salvation. Yeah. But I, I just really like how it points out the obedience is where the bedrock lies. Mm. Your found if your foundation as a Christian rests on obedience. Yeah. You will have a strong foundation in Christ because it's obedience to Christ, not yourself. Mm-hmm. You know the sand, I think, kind of represents disobedience. Yeah, absolutely. I you're, think, and I've seen disobedience and following like everything else. Yeah, the and culture. I've
0: seen, and I'm so glad you brought up the, the 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 point of works because I've seen people take that angle and say, well, that's why, like a work, uh, because we know the Bible says a faith without works is dead, mm-hmm. right? But it's not because that works earns our salvation, but it's a result of our salvation. It's the, evidence. it's the fruit. It's like it's the evidence that you are truly saved by Christ. It's a
1: way to see what's happening in your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, your faith produces works, just like um, a builder produces a house. Mm. Uh, your faith produce works. Yeah,
0: and so I, I think um, it's a, like 100%. And that's the thing. Like, Don't get distracted by the the... The house, because like if you have a complex on trying to understand that, it says, listen. like if you take sections out of it, verse 24, listen to my teaching. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person. And then he goes into this portraying. If you go to the, the foolish person, he goes, Any, but anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish. Like, and then he goes mm-hmm. into portraying it. So that's clear enough as it is right yeah. there. Like, you, you don't need to get hung up on this, but we definitely say, like, if God is giving you this gift of life to glorify him and you hear his word and don't do anything with that, I mean, that is, that's a waste of time and resources that were... Your whole life is a wasted time and resources. Yes, and, and that's I think, is the most... Um, key point to understand every this. resource God gave you during your life, you wasted it
1: by being separated from Him.
0: Yeah, and I think, and 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 so the reason I also can say that that is the message of that is because not only because Jesus stands on it, said it, which it stands by itself. If Jesus said it, it stands by itself. Mm-hmm. But if you really want to get another key understanding of this. The brother of Jesus, James, in chapter one, verse twenty-two, he says, "We are to not, we are to be doers of the word, not just hearers, because mm-hmm. we're deceiving ourselves." Like you know, like there is a action that takes place when you hear um, God's word. So I think that is um, something to be said. Like we, because if we don't like, everything will collapse. And when it comes to the storm of this world you know, of the, the, the attacks of the enemy of, of this, just, just flesh. Like when you're a Christian, like you are no longer a slave to the flesh. You are a slave to righteousness. So Mm -hmm. like, if you were going to take all these precious resources that God has given you and put it into something that's not going to stand, like we're not only going to be, not be able to stand in this world, but you're not going to, like when it comes to God's judgments, what we're destined for, but through Christ, we are justified. Like Through a faith, right? We Mm -hmm. receive that grace. Like, I I would say that, like, if you're not going to respond to that, like, if you're not going to listen to Christ and and you're just going to be like, oh, that's nice, that's nice, I like what he can give me, then I would say that, like, pray about that and really take a heart change on this and say... Because you may
1: be like the ones that we referenced in the previous passage where we talked about true disciples. Yes,
0: and so this is kind of where I wanted to... Hop over from this piece of scripture. Rewind
1: a little bit, a few verses. To yeah, have to narrow
0: That's the point. I love my I love the people that are listening right now and I want you to feel all warm and fuzzy about uh, <laughs> I really do. I, w- I, I really do because <laughs> like I mean, shoot, dude, like I could I could go on and on. Like I could spend a forty five minute episode of just talking about the gracious love and mercy that God has given us, right? Yeah. Um, and we know that it was on purpose and done by his or like his sovereignty. Like we know these things, right? There's also a key thing that Jesus said, and I think this really sums up what this passage is saying. There's a call to decision, right? Mm -hmm. We know that in chapter seven, verse 13, he said, you can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad. And its gate is wide for many to choose that way, but the gateway to life is very narrow, and the road is difficult, and only few will ever find it. That's heavy, mm-hmm. right? So now, what is there's like, a, there's
1: there's three words <laughs> I actually have underlined in that yes, passage: please. very narrow, difficult, few, mm. only a few ever find it. It's difficult, and it's very narrow. So when I think about all of the people that are gonna not follow Christ, yeah. Like it's gonna be a lot. And we can't be surprised that it is that way. Yeah. Uh, I think sometimes we're a little surprised that it is that way, but I mean, the the road is narrow. Mm. And um I, I don't that's definitely not like the message that people love hearing. It's yeah. Just, but it truth is hard to hear many times.
0: Well, I mean so this is what I got. Like, this is not being said to you to cause anxiety and stress and and uh, you know, like to fear mongle you, mm-hmm. right? But it is to put things into perspective. Hence, why Jesus said this to a to this on his sermon. He, do you think that they liked hearing that? Like when they when they heard it on this this ma- the Sermon on the Mount, like when they heard this and were like, "What did you say?" Like, well,
1: I think uh, maybe them and maybe it's the same today. The people they hear, they say, "Well, that's not talking about me." Yeah, and they it's assume like, that's not talking about me, uh, or is that just wishful thinking, or is that really true? Like, are is your relationship with God yeah. really set up that way? Like, have you really trusted in Christ? Yeah. or do you just like the idea of Jesus and you think he's a, he's your homeboy or a cool guy or a nice yeah. a nice good teacher when history yeah um and you're like yeah like that's me like I am going to be one of those and then the truth is like you have not submitted your life to Christ.
0: And that's the thing. I think that it's very important. It's not to scare you or give you anxiety or fear, but it's it's one or, it's two things. One, actually three things. It's the truth. Could be four. It could be more. Yeah, it could really <laughs> pin down it. It's the truth. Christ said it for a reason. That is enough as it is, right? Two, it should light a fire under you. It should it should excite you that um you know that hearing this narrow gate that's difficult and 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 only few will ever find it, that you are even capable of doing that. Through Christ. Yeah. That's the key point is that right. it's only capable to do that, not by your own merit and not by your own doing. That's why we say it works is not going to earn you salvation. Because people
1: are out here thinking that I I lived a good life. Yes. I will be one. I'm, I'm a good person. Good people go to heaven. Like, you're not reading scripture. You're completely ignoring what Jesus
0: has said and replacing it with your own word. Amen. And then in that, so like you should take comfort in that like you know not only is his sacrifice the one true sacrifice capable of paying like fully in payment paying for your sins but that also through that this very narrow gate this very narrow path that's difficult and only few will ever find it you have all the capability of doing that through christ Mm -hmm. right And then the last thing is a perspective. I think sometimes, especially in our Western culture as American Christians, we need to realize that he is the superior and we are the inferior. And the only reason we have value is because of Christ, right? (laughs) Like if uh, it's the only reason we have value is through our our justification through Christ. That's all I I can say to that, right? Um, And so what does that mean? For the person listening. I think one, I think we should definitely like chew on that. Right. I think we should definitely sit back and I think you should meditate on that and then take action. Right. And what I would recommend is action is, um, because we're here to equip you to be a black sheep in culture. I would say prayer, read God's word, and seek wise counsel. Get plugged into the body of Christ. Like seek fellowship. Seek a seek a mature Christian. Iron sharpens iron, man. Like go like read what we read in the end of chapter 7 and saying like, "Okay, if I hear I hear Christ's word and I follow it, I'm building my I'm building my life on a solid foundation." And then Keep in perspective that this, this, this pro this um journey to the day we die and stand in, in front of God. This the the gate. What is it the um the God's kingdom only is through a narrow gate. God's kingdom like the gate at God's kingdom when we are standing there, that that like that is only capable through Christ and then take action like do something through the the through the authority of His Word right. I would say that, like that, would be my advice as a Christian. Because when I was in your shoes, reading this years back, that's what I sought. That's I, I, I submitted myself to Christ. I, I, I got a perspective that you are superior. I am inferior. I'm going to follow your word accordingly, uh, it, through the equi- like through the equipping of your Holy Spirit. Like not by anything I can do, but mm-hmm. but by what you are uh, uh, giving me the capability of doing. And I'm not gonna take this gift lightly. And then I went and sought fellowship. I, I got discipled. I got I, I I got plugged in and was part of the body of Christ and moved forward from there and and, and enjoy what the, the this journey that God's given you. Well, That's what I would I read
1: say. this, I read this um I think about I kinda envision a narrow road with a narrow gate. And the road being packed full of houses that have strong foundations. But then the other path is like um, a trailer park in a hurricane. Mm. You know, it is just completely destroyed, houses scattering the road. And the houses that are scattered along the road represent the culture, Mm. the sin in the world, and Satan, and everything that our human sinful nature is drawn to do. Or we can go down the the road that has houses full of firm foundations built on the solid rock of Christ. I think about one of my favorite poems. I'm not much of a poem guy, and I can't even remember the whole thing, but this, this poem always stood out to me. You probably heard it in school. It's Robert Frost. Mm-hmm. It's two roads diverged in a yellow wood. And he says the next line I find really intriguing. He says, and sorry I could not travel both. Now, You know, context context for the rest of the poem, I'm just going to throw that out, (laughs) okay? Because I get caught up on this. Sorry I could not travel both. Mm. That's how a lot of people are living their faith in Christ. There's two roads diverged. Mm. One's narrow. One's wide. And I'm sorry I can't do both. Instead of being like, I'm joyful, that one road leads to hope. One road leads to real prosperity, not riches prosperity, but prosperity, living a life in Christ, being made fulfilled and being made full. And the other road is nothing but destruction, Mm -hmm. full of lust, alcoholism, depression, anxiety, everything that God does not want us to be captive to. And that's where many of us lie. We are standing. We're looking Two roads diverged, and I'm sorry I can't travel both. Love it. You need to retrain your focus on the one that is the solid rock, Amen. the foundation on the solid road, but it's a narrow gate. In my Bible, I had another passage um, highlighted. It was, it was Luke 13, let me see, 23 and 24. talks about the narrow door. As Jesus went through the towns and villages, teaching as they went, always pressing on toward Jerusalem. Someone asked him, Lord, will only a few be saved? He replied, work hard to enter the narrow door to God's kingdom, for many will try to enter but fail. Mm. So many will try to enter. How will they try to do that? They'll try to do it any other way than submitting their life to Christ. And we see that. We see that within the church itself, within the American church that we're a part of. Mm. We see that people are biblically illiterate Mm. and they don't pray. Mm. The church today is suffering from a pandemic of prayerlessness where people are not praying and people are not submitting their life to Christ. They're not reading their Bible. They have no desire for genuine, intentional relationship with Christ. And their life is suffering because of it. Amen. And so they're like this person who sees the two roads and they're trying to travel both, but it doesn't work that way. Mm. You can only go through one.
0: And you're and you're and you're at a, a even I would say even more of a a despair and like just sadness because the one traveling, the wide road is you know, in his own mind thinking this is good enough. Like I'm enjoying it. And then many
1: times they're like a ping pong ball (laughs) bouncing back and forth. The the road is so wide that they can't get a grip on reality. They have nothing to stand on and they're just bouncing back and forth. And then you get to the end of your life and you wonder what the heck was I doing this Mm. whole time? What was it for? I was all over the place. Mm -hmm. It's because you weren't doing what God intended for you to do and that was to build your life on a relationship with Christ and submit your life to God and do all the things that God has called you to do to be obedient to Him because that is where you will truly find fulfillment.
0: Amen. I mean, I, 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 that's the thing, man. I don't think we can say any more than that. You know, if anybody missed that, which I think it clearly, uh, clearly stated, what god's word is saying and you go well how do i make sure i'm not that person trying to travel both words put this on your heart put god's word on your heart on your mind on your soul like live by it jesus said it simply and he's and like no and he says it in multiple different ways throughout his whole ministry the his, his his followers the apostles the these people who um like wrote god's word that were inspired by god that they portray that to you Mm -hmm. completely the old testament portrays that to you completely like the whole thing is portraying that you once you accept christ you are no longer you anymore you are a new creation not a slave to the flesh a slave to righteousness and by that you are going to follow God's word. So. And,
1: and one last note I want to say is everybody knows the, how there's like a bunch of memes on TikTok about it. And we a lot of us have experienced this as, as children. Back in the day, they used to have the clothes racks where they were round. The shirts and stuff were hanging and jackets were hanging up inside yep. of them. And as kids, we would dive up in there mm-hmm. and then our mom would lo- like, lose us. Yeah, And then when the mom walked away, we came out and then we got scared. Yeah. because we didn't know our mom or our father's voice we didn't hear it nearby. Yeah. And so you hear you hear the parent calling out, "Hey Wesley, Connor, yeah. where are you?" And the closer you get to that voice, the more secure and more safe you feel and you feel like you're you're finally um, back on that strong foundation mm-hmm. and it's the same thing with God prayerfulness and being in his word, these are how we communicate with God. We're not saying you're going to audibly hear the voice of God. I'm not saying it won't happen. It's not very common in my opinion, yeah. but he does speak to you uh, through your conscience. Yeah. He speaks to you through his word, but you will feel lost. You will feel like you are separate from him. You will feel like that little kid that hid away and then now you're looking for your mommy yeah. and you will only feel safe when you finally hear his voice again. Yeah. And the only way that that's going to happen is through you doing a little bit of work. Yeah. And like we say, we, I feel like we always have to put this caveat. we not work for salvation. Do a little bit of work to get to know who Jesus yeah. is. He wants to know you. Yeah. He knows you. He wants to know you as in a relationship, as a follower, as a son, as a daughter.
0: Yeah. Just as and just as that uh, analogy you portrayed, you're not an infant in that situation. Yeah. Right? You're you, you are grow, a growing child. This is simply moving from spiritual infancy to spiritual adolescence, right? And the only way you're going to be capable of doing this through God's word. I mean, that's just simple and plain enough and we don't want to scare you. We love you. And so, yeah. guess what? If you go if you're, you know, you say, "You know what? I heard this. I see God's word where it says it clearly, not because of what Connor and Wes said, but what God's word is saying clearly, and now I'm going to do this." And you start reading his word and you come across something and you have a question, guess what? We want your question. You have a podcast at your fingertips because willing to d- dive into that. Not please. only,
1: Not only the plug to like reach out to us, but community is essential in as you navigate how God is speaking and that prayer, the epidemic of prayerlessness is not a lie. And it's an epidemic of biblical illiteracy as well. But then in our day and age where we think we're all tied together more than ever, we're more disconnected than we ever have been. And finding a biblical community to ask those questions to is super important, and we would love to play a part in that for you. So over the next year, we're going to be doing that, and we look forward to you submitting questions, so please do that uh, as we wrap up this year and then launch next year with nothing but a bunch of really – great episodes with questions that will help you ground your foundation in the work of Christ. So thanks so much for listening, guys, and we'll see you in the next episode where we're equipping you to be the black sheep of culture.